Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And today we are proving ourselves by looking at Proving Grounds. Sure is an episode. It is definitely an episode. Uh, First aired February 14th, 1999, and uh, it's a little romantic. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. A bit. It's got some moments. Howry, it opens with uh, Black Arachnia's Action Master Power Plans. She's getting turned into Galvarachnia. <laughs> we can rebuild her. We have the technology. Also, am I just seeing things, or is there a uterus in there? Yeah, that's possible, there, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, now I have to go back and look at it, even though I don't want to. There is an odd shape in her pelvis that... It, it is a central thing, and there's things off to the side. It's not... I thought that was just, like, her spider head shape. Could be. Her web spinner. I mean, it's possible. However, I will note that animators are noted pervisoids. Yeah. This yeah. is true. I mean, Black Arachnia herself is proof of that. <laughs> yes. Although indeed. they're also frequently lazy, and uh, I guess that is the one scenario where they would do more work than they have to <laughs> when it gives them the opportunity to be complete pervs. But yeah, they, exactly. they just stuck some shapes inside for things. Yeah, I think it looked like spider parts, but that's just me. Yeah, and Cheetor's definitely a perv, though. Yeah, he's uh, into yeah. this, which... This is the wrong thing to be into, Cheetor. Yeah, that's not... Just, no. It's gross, Cheetor. Stop. That's like a person being into Grey's Anatomy, and I don't mean the TV show. (laughs) I love Black Rackney's humble brag, fishing for compliments of, am I as pretty inside as I am outside, but... (laughs) (laughs) I like that the way that that cut, it almost seemed like that was addressed to Rhinox, and I'm like, you are barking up the wrong tree. (laughs) Yeah, he's okay. either way. He's just not really interested. No, he's he does not. She's want not nearly that. optimal enough for his tastes. <laughs> <laughs> but Cheetor's definitely into it. He's doing weird things with his hands. Uh, I appreciate Black Arachnia for shutting him down quickly and severely. Yeah, yes. she, she's finally tired of his crush. Although it and feels so like we. it should have happened before. We were tired of it the moment it showed up. So just, and he, his, I had forgotten how ugly his Transmetal 2 model is. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad last time, it's just getting worse the more I see it. It's, it's not great. But also they're, they're all. Like a freight train with an ugly stick. They're all sniping at each other, Uh, Rat Trap says something mean and. Arachnia gets all pissed off at him. Rhinox is just so done with all of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing here is they're looking for the the Predacon shell program that Tarantulas installed way back in Season 1. And that's more what... of these questions. Yeah, we're... It, I mean, clearly it doesn't make her, like, obedient or even that evil. No. Not really? Just they're, they're 
so many questions that do not ever get properly explained about the differences between Maximals and Predacons. And, you know, we had like a, a hint of that in season one when Rhinox got turned and, you know, basically made it sound like it's a lot of just being really aggressive all the time. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. That was more eighties cartoon plot. This is more raising serious existential questions about identity plots. Yes. Yeah. Like, Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that's a thing. So, yeah. So, she, you know, she's mad at everybody, and then she also overhears Rhinox and Primal talking amongst themselves about maybe taking it out. And she is not thrilled about this, which is entirely understandable. Well, she basically yeah. has a reasonable but incorrect assumption, which is that basically, as as I put down a, a, as a uh, as a note for the end of the episode... She has to learn that Maximals respect consent. Yes. <laughs> and she assumes that they're talking about doing this without her consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be so fair, that, from the tone of the conversation, it sounds like they're talking about doing it without her consent. Yeah. Yes. And then is she the one that says something about un- them unzipping her core? Yes. Yeah. Which in my brain added the set after that. No, don't unzip <laughs> her corset. No. <laughs> It's going to take forever to relace. Oh. <laughs> yeah, especially... All those tangled webs. Er. Yeah, it's... it's That thing is structurally complex to keep everything in there. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of work. Also, it's gold for some reason. There's actual bones in there. Well, robot bones. That we saw <laughs> in the scans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she takes off, and uh, Dinobot just happens to be uh, hanging around, okay. and Caesar take off. Dinobot 2. There's a yes, Dinobot 2. Not regular Dinobot. He has not magically been resurrected. No. This is he not says, that kind of show. He says, as I knew it would, which... What? Yeah, that's... He's really smart, this episode. Yes. Yeah. Bizarre. I mean, I yeah. guess he's as smart as Dinobot was. Yeah, just hasn't had the experiences that led him to betray Megatron. Mm-hmm. It, it's just weird that he has any intellect since he's a borrowed blank spark or uh, protoform and somebody else's spark. It, how did I mean, that equal smarter than Waspinator? Well, he didn't seem that smart in um, uh, Feral Scream. No, I mean, even here, I feel like he's kind of a Markov chain bot of everything. Megatron found really, really attractive about Dinobot. <laughs> yeah. We go. That just brings it all back to his origin as Megatron's dream bot. He's very crafty. Yes. He Megatron likes them crafty. crafty. Mm-hmm. But that's also his downfall. Yep. Yes. Couldn't you have just made a Dimokura Megatron? <laughs> Is that like one of those body pillows? Yes. Right. <laughs> It's not going to betray you. Yeah, but you can't take it into your uh, into the tub. It gets all soggy. That's true. Uh, yeah. And uh, anyway, Dinobot follows her. He's being very stealthy, despite the fact that he sounds like a pocket full of car keys. <laughs> he's like huge now. He's huge, and he's full of like he's made of like metal bones. He was pretty huge before. That's yeah. true. And he's, he's following very close behind her. She just oh, yeah. is very preoccupied. Well, she needs to to sit down and have her monologue to the metaphor butterfly. Yes, the the (laughs) metaphorical butterfly lives. Yes. We also get some really 
nice looking water reflections and oh, yes. a very cool looking new forest environment here. Yeah, kind of looks oh, yeah. like actually kind of looks like uh, the Pacific Northwest, which would be Vancouver, where this was animated. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very redwood foresty feeling. Yes, or and also if looks- they're if they are near Mount St. Hillary. Also true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's an incredible amount of uh, continuity regarding geography for this huh. show. And uh, for those of you who have not visited the Pacific Northwest, watch any episode of The X-Files with a forest in it. <laughs> that, that's not the forest around D.C., I will, I will tell you that. No, it's not the it's not the forest in uh, Idaho. It's not the forest in New Jersey. No. It's it's at least pine trees. They're way bigger than little dinky Jersey. It's also any forest in Highlander. Yeah. Also yeah. that. And any forest on Stargate. Also Twin Peaks, though, to be fair. That's because it actually is the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Actually, it does kind of look a bit like some bits of the forest around here, but those are weird bits. Like where but no there wouldn't have the been proto-humans in the Pacific Northwest. No, yeah. Um, they wouldn't have come until, like, they were more or less, you know, like, Inuit. People. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're just commuting to get to those. Uh, <laughs> it's a long ride for those proto-humans. <laughs> it's just like G1, where <laughs> they drive to Africa. Yep. Like, <laughs> over the course of a few hours, they drive to Africa. Anyway, yeah, this, this scenery is... Really nice, and uh, Black Ranty kind of has a little nice little heart to heart with this uh, butterfly. Yeah, how appropriate! A Dinobot centric episode has a soliloquy. <laughs> yes, because it's not him doesn't mean it doesn't count. And also, we get a bit of the uh, Tigatron theme here, which I appreciate. So that's a pretty bit of music. Yeah, because there's some nature happening. Yes, but unfortunately, there's also some Dinobot happening. <laughs> oh which, no! Which is good because he shows up just as she's about to kill that butterfly. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of not cool. I guess that's and, that Predacon shell program. Yeah. She's got to show also, that she can... Hey, maybe she was going to try to kill it. Maybe she was going to see if she was still capable of killing it. Ah. But no Dinobot comes along and gives Black Rackney something much more large and fun to kill. Yes. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, it's not as morally complex. Well, I guess killing a butterfly is not morally complex at all. It's something less morally dark to kill. Yes. So yeah, they have a fight. She does some swinging through trees, which is uh, nicely animated. Yeah, I love how nice... confident she is from the start. Yeah. A little, uh, does a little Jimkata. <laughs> yep. I love her disturbing that leaf down onto Dinobot to give Dinobot the indication that she's up in the tree. Yes. But where did that leaf come from? Um... There's no branches near there with actual leaves on them. Oh, yeah, the canopy. Maybe she was carrying it with her. Really? Maybe she brought it with her. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to say that she did that, because she immediately keelhauls him. Yes. Traps him in a webbing, but he cuts himself free and then calls her a coward. As he runs away. Yes. Dinobot 2 is a sore loser. (laughs) What a jerk. Meanwhile, back at the maximal base, Mortal Kombat! (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not Mortal Kombat. Clearly, right... Trap has been to Blockbuster Video and rented the Beast Wars Transmetals fighting game. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, he's got, one of the models is Transmetal 2 Megatron fighting a Cybertronian pre-Beast Optimus Primal, which yes. doesn't seem very fair. No. Uh, however, yeah. I, I note that when he gets interrupted, he says that he, he had almost cleared the level. It's oh, like, it's like that, uh, thing in Tekken where 
you have this mode where you're fighting mooks using your fighting game moves, and then at the end of the level you actually face off against another fighter. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's fighting, he's playing solo, so. Also, it's kind of weird that based on uh, traditional character positioning, it seems like he's playing as Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Although based on what he says, it seems like the other way around. And also, apparently in this video game, Optimus Primal is a uh, Shoto clone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that the moves he uses? Yeah, he is using very uh, Ryu Ken Street Fighter Two moveset. It looked like it looked like a Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see Optimus Primal use a Hadouken. Yes, but unfortunately, before that he can finish him, uh, Silverbolt drops in and turns his game off. That is so rude. Yeah, well, that's what a jerk. What is he? It's dad. <laughs> Yeah, he is looking for Black Rankney with the computer, and uh, turns out Black Rankney's in Predacon territory, which is bad, because Rattrap is pretty convinced that she's just deserted. Yeah. He said... Do they only have the one computer? I guess. No! It's <laughs> like not. two other workstations, and then the central thing. Well, yeah, but it got <laughs> broken, so maybe it's not all working as well anymore. It's possible. Uh, okay, maybe. I guess. Or he just wanted to bother Rattrap. Yeah, yeah, but Rat Trap is still a pred is still a pred. It's that's racist Rat Trap. And also, don't you remember Dinobot? That well, was a really fact, good. Point. He reminds him of Dinobot. Yeah, I, I know. It's like as I was shouting at the screen, Silverbolt said, "Scott McNeil is Silverbolt." Told Scott McNeil is Rat Trap about Scott McNeil as Dinobot, who was a good guy. <laughs> oh dear. So Rat Trap gives him a mega cycle to go yes. find her. Because Rattrap is an okay guy. Yeah, well, yeah, but he was basically guilted into it in that conversation. Well, yes. I wouldn't even say guilted so much as just convinced. Yeah. Yeah. Still. And hey, remember that, uh, you know, that Predacon who was your special friend, except not obviously that kind of special friend that we're aware of. Or was he? Nah, they were never that close. It, it, he died before we got to that point. Well, and he betrayed before he died. It was complicated. I mean, if he'd been around a couple more seasons, it might have come to that. Yeah. <laughs> if it had been made today, it might have come to that. Or Although, as we find out years. considerably later, Rat Trap at least... Well, I mean, we kind of know now, because Rat Trap does prefer women. Yeah, yeah, well, you can... We've had indications previously, like him talking about going to a bar... A topless bars. Yes. Hey, man, that's bisexual erasure. <laughs> Not until it's confirmed. He doesn't necessarily you know. prefer. That's just what he was talking about at well, the time. Well, I suppose that is true. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he, who knows? Although, he might... although now I do kind of want to see uh, Rattrap Dragon Silverbolt to Robo Chippendales. Dales. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Uh, the AU where that's where Dirk Dinobot works. <laughs> yes. And also, I, I guess Bulkhead is like the Chris Farley of that Chippendales. <laughs> he transforms into a van down by the river. <laughs> yes, that is that is exactly right. Anyway, so meanwhile, uh, Black Rack and Dinobot still fighting, and now Dinobot fools her with uh, again with this craftiness and an aperture science defense turret. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's a hologram projector that kind of makes a noise like a film projector, which is kind of hilarious. 
It's like how you have phones that, like, the camera makes a camera shutter noise. Yeah, That's true. but it's just such That's a weird... That's legally mandated in some places. It's such a weird uh, device, because yeah. he, pull, he pulls it out, and it's like this elongated egg thing. But the, at the bottom of it, it kind of looks like his foot. So it's, it, it looks almost like it's part of his leg, but then it pops open, and it becomes a portal turret camera. It is weird, because they are basically the same kind of bone-white color. Yeah. And he's luring Black Arachnia into the Predacon jamming zone, yes. which exists, apparently. Well, I mean, we saw them putting up all those jamming towers uh, yeah. last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah presumably like... some of them didn't get knocked over onto Waspinator and Inferno. Yeah, th- this is apparently... I found that impossible. <laughs> also, the jamming zone sounds like a sex thing. <laughs> yes. I thought it sounded like a nightclub. Yes, anyway, but <laughs> apparently this is what... what Quick Strike is doing in all the episodes we don't see him in. He must be putting up jamming towers everywhere. He's a regular Larry the Cable guy. Because yeah. he, he's not in this episode. Wait, did we see him last episode? I don't... Maybe it's because oh, yeah, he got everybody just gets so... Megatron just gets so sick of listening to him, so he's like, uh, here, go put up another jamming tower. <laughs> Tarnation, I gotta go patrol the border again. Go, uh, as you say, get her done. Yes. But please, put on a shirt with some sleeves. This is a professional organization. Uh, Anyway, so it's time for row battle. Yep, and it it is a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of trees falling over, and uh, one of my favorite Beast Wars tropes, the guitar riff that gets louder as an enemy sneaks up on you. (laughs) Yeah. Sneaky, you know. They, de- they definitely did that in uh, Maximal No More when Megatron's going to kill Dinobot at the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it, it's very atmospheric and also incredibly silly, and I enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a better <laughs> fight than we got last time, which was overly comedic at the end of the episode. This, Yeah, yeah there's, there's no slapstick in this. Yeah. No, this not one really. of the best fights we've had in a while. Yes. There's, there's even two trees falling on someone in the shape of an X. And that really isn't funny. It, it just happens. Yes. Although there is a kind of... There, there's a Jurassic Park gag in there. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. He, when she's running, she has to sort of duck beneath a tree branch, and he just runs through it. Yes. She also well, spends some time running backwards and opening fire at her with at him with the machine guns, which is awesome. Yeah, yes. It's cool. When the tree falls on Black Arachnia, it's, she switches over to the damage texture model. Yes. But she's damaged in places where the tree didn't fall on her. They kind of squished her into the dirt, maybe? It's it's designed so that it spreads the damage out. (laughs) Yes. The the damage effects look really good. We can't blame them for reusing the same ones over and over. It's just enough to be interesting. I mean, I I can kind of blame them for just having a... uh, damaged and undamaged version of the model that they swap out. Yeah. Instead yeah. Of more specific damage like they've done in previous episodes, but on the other hand, the damage models look really nice and messed up. Yeah. Yes. And as Primo will say later in the episode, you look like scrap. <laughs> so, yeah, so before he... So he's about to murder her, but because you know, Megatron still wants those arc codes and... He's going to get them out of her head, whether he has to physically dig them out or what. Yeah. At which point Black Rackney remembers she has another gun. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, she she was trying to get the gun out. It's kind of wedged under the tree with her legs. Mm-hmm. So, although, admittedly, why didn't she use her leg guns at that point? Maybe they're busted up. We're out of although ammo. she fires them later in the episode, oh, yeah. so I guess not. Maybe no. maybe they were out of ammo. But then I guess, yeah. Maybe they were just trapped in a bad position for it. Yeah. Like she'd be shooting herself or something. I love her leg guns, though. I'm going to miss them. Yes. Oh, yeah. Enjoy them while you can. We've only got like two episodes left for them. What are you talking about? They completely Uh, got rid of that uh, MacGuffin for providing new toys for existing characters. Yeah, I'm saying they're they're, they're (laughs) more toys to be sold. (laughs) Aw, man. Anyway, so they outsmart each other in the battle and had a good advantage, but she gets the upper hand on him and shoots him. Yes, Wait, is and then she, while she radios for help, he is being repaired by his transmetal to abyss tentacle powers. Yeah, it's yeah, also he, known as his healing surge. <laughs> yes. Did he do that before? Uh, yeah, when he kind of blew his fingers off in uh, Feral Scream, I think he did that. Oh, and yeah. Cheetor had it, done it kind of in the past, too. So it's, it does yes. look very established as a transmetal 2. Yeah, well, but again, they're determined not to tell us anything about what a transmetal 2 actually is. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> this creepy tentacle that comes out of his spark and then wraps around the wound on his arm, which apparently is the only wound he had at the time. But it, it's got like a weird snakeskin texture on it, which I don't remember being there before. Yeah, it's weird. It's cool, but it's creepy. It's unsettling. Yes. But anyway, Silverbolt is on the scene. Uh, he can smell her with his, you know, tracking powers. But he can also oh, smell that. nose. Yes. So he, he can use that as a free action seven times per day, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> That's the thing, is that he mentioned that he couldn't, you know, that they were in the jamming zone, so he'd, he would just have to search the old-fashioned way. So presumably he's like you know, smelling for her. He is following his nose. It always knows. Yes. Meanwhile, back at the maximal base, Doom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now Rat Trap is playing a Doom clone where he's shooting up Waspinators. Oh, hello, Waspinators. <laughs> that would be a remarkably easy custom wad to make. Yeah, I can I see wonder him doing if, that himself. I'm surprised I, I haven't if seen someone it. Did. Someone had to have been, because it's, it's really easy, because they're just flat animated things. It's, yeah, it's I don't think I've ever seen this. Right, yeah. I seem and to then, recall there was some sort of Transformers-based uh, Quake modification. Probably. Huh. I don't know if there was a Doom. Rat Trap has also clearly put in his own gun. Yes. Although I, I assume that Rhinox is making these for him. <laughs> maybe to get like, him to leave him alone. Well, I have batteries for, for his birthday, maybe. <laughs> maybe. That seems more likely, because I feel like Rhinox would be a little grumpy about Rat Trap playing more and more advanced games than the Solitaire program on the computer. Yeah. Yes. I guess it depends use on... For work. Like, at this point, if they're, like, harnessing the power of Teletran 1, so they have this, like, whole mainframe, then maybe it's, it's yeah, worth, point. you know, utilizing some of the resources to distract Rat Trap. Although... I mean, Teletrend 1 is millions of years old, so all it's got on there is, like, free cell. That's true. That's true. Maybe that weird space pinball? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Screensavers, flying toasters. Uh, You don't think it has Chip's challenge, do you? I I don't get that one. Aw. The comic book. Oh. (laughs) The one from G1 that Optimus Prime lost and... Oh, right. <laughs> he had to kill himself. But there's also another, like, common bundled with computer games called Chip's Challenge. Oh, there oh, is? Okay. Oh, wow. Oh. 
Mm, never heard of it. Although based on something that happens in the next episode, I'd also kind of appreciate it if they had Ski Free on there. <laughs> uh, is that the one where you occasionally get eaten by a Sasquatch? Yes. yes. Right. The Yeti. <laughs> oh. So yeah, the the Maximals interrupt uh, interrupt Doom to figure out that uh, Black Reckon and Silverbolt have entered the jamming zone, and not in the way they usually do. <laughs> They're not scouting enemy positions this time. There's, n- there's no sock on the door. <laughs> it's the bad jamming zone. Yeah, the not good kind. So Primal is off to get them, but will he be too late? Because Silverbolt has fi- finally arrives at. Uh, Black Reckon's position, and gets shot by Dinobot. Also, when he shows up, he lands, and he gets his little heroic music. Yep. But then also Black Reckon just gives him this this look. It's like, the hell are you doing here? <laughs> In part because he immediately gives away her position to Dinobot. Yes. Well, that too. She's, well, yeah. she's also... And also, we get a couple of Primus name drops here again. Yeah. yeah. You also get a really nice pan in establishing shot that does this kind of helicopter swoop in that's something you could only really do effectively in CG but looks super nice. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're at this point they're out of the woods and up on this little plateau thingy. They're out of the woods. They are now out of the woods. Previously they were not out of the woods yet. Into but the now woods. they are out of the woods. Much like uh, much like Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm going to just Smile and nod. It's uh, it's catchy. Oh, okay. And yes, also my girlfriend is fond of that uh, that 1989 album. I'm sorry. I I'm now (laughs) at the point where I kind of dig it, possibly due to her experience of crafting a good hook and also Stockholm. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) I'm I'm just a I'm just a big jerk about pop music. That's all. (laughs) You know. It's cool. It's fine. Different as different. one can be. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah, so some of us have passed the age where we stop listening to new music anymore. I'm hip. You kids in your. I listen homes. to new music. I just don't listen to pop music. Which is apparently the majority of new music, since even country music now is pop music. We're not a music podcast, anyway. <laughs> or a well, podcast, unless we're, about, unless we're talking about the music of uh, Robert Buckley. Ooh. I mean, we're a podcast. Do you think our audience cares about music? Maybe. Yeah, uh, we do. That's true. All right, so anyway, uh, Dinobot quickly gets the upper hand over Silverbolt and then starts uh, using his uh, laser sight to burn uh, Silverbolt's face, which is kind of neat. Oh. Yeah. He's just cycling through all the different settings on his eye laser this episode, isn't he? Yep. Yes. <laughs> Apparently there are many. There's a nice, slow, boring a hole in someone else's head setting. Yeah, this is now on Goldfinger mode. <laughs> Stun, <laughs> explode, blend, puree, fireball. Okay, what does de-gauss do? I'm not even going to try that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't try that until the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he gives the old, you know, surrender or I'll, you know, kill this dude. And then she just machine guns him. Silver yeah. Bolt. Yes, she's just she silver She brings bolt. out the leg guns again. Out yep. from underneath Dinobot 2. Yeah. And, and quite a lot. Like he, he rolls over a couple of times. Yeah, he, he goes to battle damage because of that, not because of Dinobot beating him up. Dinobot. Yes. I keep just saying Dinobot. So, you know, she does the old, uh, you know, if we can team up, we can rule the Predacons thing. 
<laughs> while talking and, and walking uh, him in a circle. Yes, and unfortunately, this Dinobot may remember that uh, the uh, other Dinobot totally uh, suckered Pterosaur with that once, <laughs> so he's not into it. Aww. And so this time, he sits I beam to stun. <laughs> he's got all those modes. He's got puree. He's got frappe. And so he's all, well, you know, this uh, you're not going to be able to feel anything uh, until about the time I murder you, so have fun with that. <laughs> But luckily, this gives Silverbolt time to recover and grab the holographic projector that Dinobot very conveniently dropped and uses that to uh, distract uh, Dinobot and then blast him over uh, this very convenient cliff. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, they had to climb up on the hill so there was a convenient cliff. It it makes sense. and It's just interesting to see this is where Silverbolt gets his start as a holovid director. Yeah, he shoots him over this clip, he climbs up again, and this time Black Arachnia shoots him, and the threat of Dinobot is now neutralized. He's not climbing up there that fast. No. Well, he was sort of also paralyzed and also shot with a missile, so he's not going back until next episode. Yeah. He needs a CR chamber. Yes, but or at the very least his weird abyss tentacle. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> so unfortunately, Silverbolt was conscious enough to overhear the whole betrayal thing, uh, she tries to explain, but, uh, and so, you know, she, but she says she's done with the Maximals. It's been cool. I'm out. He kind of grabs her, and she's not having it, so she headbutts him. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> she forgot her gimmick isn't George the Animal Steel or being Samoan, <laughs> so she knocks herself out in the process as well. Yes. Yeah. Also, he has the best face. Oh, yes. Oh, it's such he a has face. the best knockout face. Yes. Yes. This episode has just amazing facial animation throughout. The cinematography really focuses on it. And yeah. They put a lot of work into the animation on the faces in this one, and it really paid off. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the, the episode's mostly just three characters, so they had a little extra time to mess with them. Oh, and in their argument, there's another spot where Silverbolt again says, You shot me! With yes. such a shocked reaction. Is Is that becoming like their version of... I know. Or <laughs> as you wish. Sadly, I think this is the last time that happens. Oh, that's Aww. a shame. Well, uh, I guess until Beast Machines, but that doesn't quite count. It's a good kid. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I love you. You shot me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, they're both knocked out. Primal gets there. Tell, tells them they both look terrible, which, you know, no kidding, Primal. They probably know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then he explains that, well, no, obviously, it would be your choice as to whether we would take out the shell program. Yes. Thus rendering the entire episode entirely pointless. Primal Pretty much, but like there was a cool fight. Yeah. yeah. That the Maximals understand the concept of consent. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the, 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 the Maximal way involves consent and posing with your hands on your hips. Yes. Also that. <laughs> because Primal says the Maximal way puts his hands on his hips. Silverbolt was looking up at him, and then turns back to Black Arachne and puts his hands on his hips in the same <laughs> pose. Like, yeah, that is the maximum way. Wild I mind. mean, it's it's a very uh, it's a very Silverbolt kind of pose. Yes, yeah. It is. So the maximum way: consent, heroic poses, sarcasm, and the safe word is rutabaga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they tried it being banana at first, and that just did not go well at all. Oh. Mm-hmm. I know. At the very least, banana ice would not approve. 
actual Japanese musician who I think did um, oh, theme for Beast Wars 2. Right, yeah. Huh. Oh, boy. Banana Ice. Band names, you know. Get away with it. Anyway, so yeah, Black Rackley decides that, you know, she is going to stay with the Maximals, but she's she likes herself the way she is until the next episode. Well, <laughs> until the episode after the next episode. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, they fly back to base. Optimus tries to flood Black Arachnia back. Silverbolt objects. Optimus kind of points out, you know, we really need to reexamine the command structure here. Yeah. And then uh, he lets them fly back together anyway. And I can't argue with him. They do make a cute couple, at least. Yes. But, yeah, but there they... are reasons why you shouldn't date your uh, immediate supervisors slash underlings. I guess the question is, who else is going to be in charge of her? I mean, Cheetor is an idiot... Rhinox never leaves the base. <laughs> I guess it's Rat Trap. Yeah, he's the only other option, because you're definitely gonna, not going to have Death Charge, does it? Death Charge doesn't want to have to do it with anybody else. Well, he's barely base. there. Yeah. Yeah. He's brooding in his cave. The Manta Cave. <laughs> do you bleed, Rampage? <laughs> you will. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Death Charge. Such a jerk. Depth Charge v. Rampage, Dawn of Fish. <laughs> yeah. Dawn of Ocean. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much the episode. Yeah, it, it, it's an enjoyable episode. It's very simple. Yeah, it's character study, mostly fight scenes. Yeah. Uh, it's very nice animation. Yeah. Good fight scene. Yeah. Good character work. Yeah, Good it's dialogue. definitely worth a watch. N- nothing wrong with it. Oh, a couple if of you're just... go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say a couple of fun video game gags. Yeah. Yes. If you are just trying to get only exclusively plot arc relevant episodes, you can skip this one. But don't. This is one of the better episodes of season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it still it still fits into character arc. It doesn't have to do with plot arc as such. So yeah, and uh, since we've this episode is running a little short because there's not a lot to talk about in this episode, uh, do we want to talk a little about uh, the Transmetal Two action figures? Uh, sure, sure. Okay, I mean, as we previously talked about, they, the big unifying thing there was that they had the Spark gimmick, which was just you know a little plastic bead with like a foil background, so that it it did it was neat. Yeah, it looked cool. The other unifying thing was that they were hideous monsters. Yes. Yeah, they were kind of doing the whole Frankenstein's monster thing where kind of the obvious evolution of animal bits in robot mode and robot bits in animal mode where it was really clean and stuff. This is more just a mishmash of robot and animal in both modes. Yes. Yeah. And But we did get some pretty neat toys out of it as Hasbro sort of branched out into some unusual beast modes. Yeah, they did some interesting stuff here. So we got the, we got an actual monkey... Yes. Yep. Named Optimus oh, Minor. Yeah. Got a flying squirrel. Oh right. Oh, I thought I didn't have any, but I guess I have the the trio from the first robots in disguise. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, good. and those are all pretty good molds. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, a frog. Um, <laughs> well, we got a frog in. Uh, well, yeah, um, but we still haven't had a frog in the show, which is. No, oh, no. Sadly, Spidor has yet yet to appear. Although uh, he did appear in uh, Transformers Animated. Oh, yeah. That's right. In a really weird because way. Derek J. Wyatt is an amazing, awesome nerd. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what, we got a, like a, what is Ramulus? Like a 
goat or something? Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's a, a ram. Big horn? Oh, apparently he's an Jeez. ibex. Ibex. Oh. What? It's like an antelope, kind of? Uh, yeah, oh. I thought those were more like a African antelope oh. kind of thing. I thought he was just a uh. weird big horn sheep. Oh, yeah, I guess he is an ibex. Yeah. Oh. I mean, looking at ibex online, he definitely looks like an ibex. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I just thought those were big goats. I mean, I think we assumed he was a ram because his name is Ramulus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. And uh, we also got a hyena, which, again, kind of doesn't look like a hyena. Yeah, kind of just looks like a big monster. I mean, he kind of looks like Transmetal or Transmetal Two Cheetor. Yeah. Well, hilariously, I remember somebody uh, like it rang up in like a Walmart computer system at the time as Transmetal Two Kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a vague memory of that. Yeah. You also got some pretty neat updates to uh, season one toy only characters. Yes, yeah. we got a new uh, we got a new Spidor, got a new Iguanus, who I'm very fond of. Oh, we got a new Cybershark. Oh, I, I'm not crazy about that Cybershark. I liked that Cybershark. I'm not crazy about that Cybershark, but I'm just glad to see the idea of Cybershark continue. Yes, and it got it's it's not a great toy. It has some great sculpting, and that's really brought out in Skybite, who has an amazing paint job. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and we got uh, Prowl the Owl. <laughs> oh puns. Yes. I think I guess we've had two uh, Transformer owls now. Exciting. Uh, th- that was the setup for somebody else to ask uh, about Who's the second the one. one. Who? <laughs> who? Who? Thank is you. The we got an owl named Who. It's it's a it's a joke. Oh. Second base. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? And the owl eventually turns into an Acura NSX. Yeah, that's or RSX. That's a Binal Tech thing. It's oh, I think that also might be yes. Chip Chase. <laughs> yes. Oh right. Transformers is weird. Yeah. yeah. Especially in Japan. Yes. Oh, and uh Scourge, who was I think a locust, which uh which I really like. Yep. And uh, I believe the first or the second version of Ravage that came out in the US. Uh Thanks. yeah, it was a Tripredicus Agent. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, Jawbreaker. It was like a the 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 store exclusive. Yes, I believe prior to that uh, there was um, Shadow Panther, who was sold on uh, Hasbro's website. Well, he started as just a Japanese toy. Yes. And then yeah, Hasbro did that thing where they picked some a handful of Japanese toys to sell through their website, which is part of why uh just America just had a glut of Lyocon boys and uh Beast War second Galvatrons mm-hmm. which were just all over the place. Which is funny because I remember when that first like came out. I wanna say it came out like just before Botcon, so people who had it at Botcon were charging like a hundred dollars each for them. Yeah. Poor suckers. Wait, Jawbreaker's supposed to be a hyena, but it looks more like a wolf. Yeah, I mean, again, Hasbro's toy designers were not super up on biology, and yeah. I guess Google Image Search hadn't been invented yet. Well, then to be Neither fair... Neither Google Image Search nor Wikipedia had been invented yet. Transmetal yes, 2 Cheetor looks more like a hyena than a cheetah, so... Yeah, and I mean, see also uh, Beast Wars Snarl, who is allegedly a Tasmanian devil. But oh, wow. Though yeah. I... As to to go back for just a second, I'm pretty sure Shadow Panther was not meant to be Ravage. He was right. just Shadow Panther. Mm-hmm. Huh. He, was, he was his own dude. Yes. 
And then Ravage came out on the show and they went, oh, that'll work. Yeah, sadly, the one uh, body evolution of uh, Ravage that was not sold in the U.S. was the one that looks like the one that he was on the show. Yeah. And is the best <laughs> toy of the three, by far. But it was made into a Botcon exclusive as Tigatron. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I had the only one that was bugged by Transmetal 2 Cheetor's gun having to be, like, popped out of a pin-in socket if you actually wanted him to hold it. Yeah, it was kind of a pain. Yeah, it was a little... It is kind of a neat-looking gun, though. Yeah. I mean, he's just—he's not a great toy. I mean, all three of the Cheetors kind of... It's a, there's a lot of, you know, the arms of... The limbs of the cheetah become the limbs of the robot. Yeah. And this one has the least transformation of them all. Stand up. Yeah, he just kind of stands up and flips yeah. his head like a Power Ranger. <laughs> yeah. And, and also he doesn't have the spots of the show model, so he's just yellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the deco budget for that. Mm-hmm, clearly not. But uh, overall, you know, the Transmetal 2s are, you know... I, I really like those basics, and uh, the deluxes are good. I think on the larger sizes, and we can talk about the really big ones later because they have not oh, yeah. turned up yeah. in the show yet. But those two are great. Yeah, I really like Transmetal Two Black Rachnia. I uh, never had it. I never I showed had, up around here. That was actually I've been going through a lot of stuff lately to sell, and she's one I've sort of set aside to fiddle with. Uh, I I did. Uh, <laughs> Do we want to talk about her on this episode or the episode where she shows up? I guess we could talk about her on the episode where she shows up. So stay tuned. But yeah, I I would say that she was definitely my favorite Transmetal 2. She was definitely my favorite of the ones I had at the time. All right. So until next time, you can uh, find us all over the internet. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash stasispod. We're on Twitter at at stasispod. Uh, and we're on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com. And our RSS feed is hosted on iaconunderground.net. And if you prefer, you can also find us on iTunes. And while you're there, rate and review us. And, of course, if you'd like to uh, get in touch with us, uh, tell us about your favorite Transmetal 2s, uh, you can write into the Maxim Mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com. Write in and we may read your letter on the air. It's true. Oh, let me check. The, I don't think there's any new ones. I guess if we do, we can always read them in the next episode. Yep. No, I don't see any there. Oh, I... Although if we do it in the next episode, we'll be reading them in the water. That's right. <laughs> because So please, join us next time when I want something good to die for to make it beautiful to live. Because we can go with the flow. <laughs> um, sh- sure. Under the it's, sea? It's a, it's a song. I, yes. I don't, I'm bad with lyrics. I guess she's going to uh, take us to find our best insurance options. <laughs> yes. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David.
episode. Yeah. Yay. Under 50 minutes. Should be. Yeah. And I think this next one might be even shorter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Although we could talk a little about the episode that it almost was. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, first, let me stop recording. Okay. And then I'll start re-recording. Check your recording. And then go to the bathroom.